Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back again, and uh, we're uh, full of uh, vigor and energy, and uh, it's a big day for us on Earl on Cars. We, uh, I think we really enjoy our show as much or maybe more than you do. It's just so much fun. Uh, your calls are what makes the show. And uh, I've been reminded that a lot of people are new. They tune in and they're on true oldies and they say, whoops, who is this? Uh, well, this is a show, as my recorded introduction said, about how not to get ripped off by a car dealer. But the question sometimes pops up, I would think, in a lot of people's mind is, what is this guy, Earl Stewart, uh, and his team, uh, what qualifies them to give me advice on how to buy a car or have my car maintained or repaired or whatever it may be. Well, here's what we're, we, we are in the business. And in full disclosure, we are car dealers in this, in this group. All of us in this uh, studio here, with exception of Jonathan, but uh, Rick Kearney and Stu Stewart, Nancy Stewart, we're all involved in the auto retail business. My, me, I've been in since 1968, uh, longer than most people that I know. I, I was a car dealer. I began being a car dealer back in 1968, and I've been continuously a car dealer. I still am a car dealer. I've sold off a number of dealerships that I owned earlier, and I kept one, a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach, Florida. So uh, there's a bias uh, a concern I can see uh, you're thinking about now. Well, here's a car dealer telling me how to buy a car. I ain't going to trust him. Well, that would be a good instinct, good uh, first reaction. But what happened is I had a transition. I had a transformation. Um, I even wrote a book about it, uh, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. So after many years in the business doing it the wrong way, I decided I was going to become a consumer advocate. It wasn't quite that fast. It evolved, and the questions I get asked over and over again, why, how, you know, what, what influenced you? Well, you can read the book. And by the way, all the proceeds of the book go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Rick? He didn't do the woof woof. Boop. There you go. <laughs> he I'm was sorry. delayed. He was, a, he was chewing on his bone when you when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Big dog Ranch rescue up, is uh, is the largest no kill shelter for for dogs anywhere, and uh, uh, we we find dogs homes for thousands of dogs. And uh, if you go on Amazon.com to buy Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. I don't get a nickel out of that. You buy it from Amazon, what Amazon pays me goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, plus you get a handbook on how to buy a car without being ripped off. So that, that kind of says it all. I learned, I came, I saw, I did it. I did it the bad way, and now I'm doing it the good way, and I'm telling my story, and that's what uh, this radio show is. It's a continuum. It's a continuum of the story, the evolution of how the cars are being retailed. And uh, we're here to help you be part of the good side of car dealers. 
Uh, we mystery shop car dealers every week. We tell you the good ones and the bad ones and the in-between ones. And we listen to your phone calls. That's the main thing. And you call us at 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. And we prioritize that call. It's a phone call. It's not a text. It's not a Facebook. It's not a Twitter. It's not a YouTube. But we are on all of the above. Rick Kearney, for example, does YouTube. And that's youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Stu, he does facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And uh, as I say, you can just listen to the radio right here on uh, True Oldies. Tune us in if you're local. We reach all over the country now. We're getting calls from Missouri and Pennsylvania, California, even Bali. We're international, actually. So um, wherever you are, if you're listening, you have questions about how to buy or lease a car, have your car repaired, especially during this incredible, I hate the term because it's become just everybody's using a new normal what is a new normal well new normal. i sure hope this isn't the new normal because we have a huge shortage of cars prices are over the top average price several thousand dollars over msrp believe it or not car dealers are actually taking new cars off the truck uh when they come into uh their dealerships and selling them at the auto auction wholesale MSRP and rental companies are buying these cars at MSRP so the, the the retail value used to be less than invoice because everybody thought invoice was a cost it's not but less than invoice and uh, now retail cost is MSRP plus several thousand dollars so if you ever had to be careful when you're buying a car it's today uh, have a, we have a, a special guest I'll mention that will be calling. And, you know, you always wonder, we're doing this year after year after year, and I, I, I talk about it, and I say, are we alone? Is there anyone else out there that is trying to help you car buyers? I think I found somebody. It's, it's a online service. Came into business about 2019. Your Advocate Alliance, YAA. And it is amazing. Uh, I've joined up, Nancy's joined up, Stu's joined up, Rick will probably join up. And uh, we're going to have a co-founder, and his name is Zach, Zach Shevska. Zach and his dad, Ray Shevska, founded this Your Advocate Alliance, YAA. It's online. We'll talk more about it later. And Zach's going to call in, call into the show. And uh, uh, we're excited about having found each other because we're going to work together as a team. We're both national, international. We both help consumers uh, buy cars and lease cars, and a lot of his tips are similar to the tips we give you. So, with all that said, I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, who is my co-host, been with me for, uh, well, been with me for longer than that, but she's been with me pretty close to 20 years just on this show. That's about how long this radio show has been on. She's our female advocate, and she talks a whole lot about ladies and their rights and their how their treatment when they go in to buy a car or have the car repaired. So I'll turn the mic over to Nancy right now. Good morning, everyone. 
As uh, the recovering car dealer said, we have an exciting, another exciting show ahead. And uh, one of the things that I want to mention as we begin the show is that uh, how grateful we all are uh, because you, the ladies, have been instrumental in uh, getting me right here on this platform and continuing to support me week in and week out. And uh, I want to just take a moment and thank you. Uh, also, our way of thanking you would be to uh, offer $50 for the first two new lady callers this morning. Uh, so uh, give us a call. And uh, I'm also going to mention a, a video uh, that uh, has been airing uh, for the past week, and it has everything to do with the ladies, and it's all about the uh, crash dummies and uh, how they have not moved forward as far as recognizing, well, um, aesthetically that females are built differently, and um, it, it's just it yeah, baffles talked, me. We, we've talked about this on the show a lot. It's a National Highway Traffic Safety Standards standard uh, for crash testing. All cars have to be crash tested, and the NHTSA standards require this, which is a good thing. The bad thing is, just as Nancy just said, the dummies they use are all male dummies. And uh, they, uh, well, they found out some some uh, they, startling they did. things, they did. They? they did some studies and... Uh, uh, continuing here, um, I just I want to I want to thank the uh, the U.S. Representative uh, Kathy Castor uh, for uh, bringing to the attention uh, to uh, the National Highway Safety uh, excuse me National Highway Traffic Safety uh, Administration uh, that it is time it is time to recognize women. Uh, let me give you a few statistics here as far as accidents are concerned and deaths. 73% of women who are traveling in a vehicle with a man have the, uh, well, they're more than likely to be in an accident and get hurt real bad. 17% of those women in that car will die. Ladies, how do you feel about that? Gentlemen, you too. You're an important voice in this show. Give me a call. Give all of us a call at 877 877- Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Now you heard those numbers, ladies. I know you are seventy three percent more likely to be injured in an accident than a man, and you're seventeen percent more likely to die. So that ought to get your attention. I'd love to have you call the show and talk to Nancy and the rest of us about that issue. And it's finally come to light nationally. So glad to see Lester Holtz talking about it on WPTV. That's our local NBC affiliate, and uh, I'm sure NBC nationally. Uh, everyone has had a chance to see that's been on some other networks. So call the show, ladies, if you think something should be done about that. And if you didn't see that video that's been aired, uh, you'll more than likely see that this morning uh, during our radio show. So stay tuned for that. As I said, we have an exciting show to get to. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, I forgot to nominate, uh, I said anonymous. I forgot to mention our anonymous uh, line to come in. Uh, one of our most popular uh, avenues for speaking to us to the show and remaining totally anonymous. Nobody knows uh, what you said or well, not what you said, but they won't know who you are and why you said it. Uh, you can say anything you want at youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, go to the web, youranonymousfeedback.com. Put in your question, comment, criticism, say anything you want. We'll edit it for expertise and profanity and, and vulgarity, but we won't edit 
the meaning and the essence of your message. Say anything you want at youranonymousfeedback.com. And as I said, we prioritize calls. 877-960-9960. We stop whatever we're doing. Nancy will tap me on the shoulder or hit me in the head and say, look, quit talking. We have a phone call. 877-960-9960. And, of course, our text number, I forgot to mention that, too. You can text us at 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Stu Stewart, sitting right across uh, from me, is our cyber master. He uh, dispatches our mystery undercover shopping uh, episode every week. Well, we have a female uh, agent we've been using a lot lately, referred to as Agent Lightning, and he will cover that. He's already written the report. We'll cover that in the last half hour of the show. Uh, he also monitors Facebook and text. How are we doing on the text and Facebooks, too? We have a few to get to. Good morning, by the way. Uh, we'll kick it off with Anne-Marie's text. Now, she sent a couple of texts. The first one uh, was apologizing for a very long text, and she summarized it. But I went back to look at the long text, and it's great, Anne-Marie, and I want to read it because it's important. Anne-Marie says, Good morning. Normally, I'm a mild-mannered little old lady in tennis shoes, but lately, news stories has triggered me into becoming a fire-spitting dragon concerned about consumers. We love to hear that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> a few months ago, there was a story of a California dealer who marked up a RAV4 an extra $40,000. Jalopnik reports on a story in Consumer Reports that listed which new car models had the highest dealership markups. The car buying data was obtained from TrueCar. Um, eight Kia models. One Hyundai and one Nissan model ranked as the 10 worst offenders with the average transactions ranging from 18 to 21% over MSRP. And we knew that. Hyundai and Kia. Kia, all those guys. Kia, yeah. Hyundai, Nissan. We, we see it in our mystery shopping reports. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, yeah. uh, and then Amory goes on to say, uh, your own mystery shopper, the fantastic Agent Lightning, rarely finds a dealer that will sell a vehicle at MSRP. Most deals are 1,000 over MSRP. Last week, you indicated that you've made a handsome profit just sticking to MSRP. Nowadays, that's incredibly restrained. A few manufacturers have indicated they, they're opposed to price gouging, but I haven't heard of any of them enforcing it. Some attorney generals in other states have gotten involved in protecting their citizens from predatory dealers, but not here in Florida. Miami Herald reprinted a Bloomberg article spotlighting Elizabeth Warren's legislation that would require companies earning more than $100 million to explain their price hikes. Uh, the legislation also provides a billion for the Federal Trade Commission to investigate price gouging. Every day I read stories about incredible jumps in prices for food, fuel, cars, housing, medicine, etc., which prompts me to conclude that an unrestrained capitalist system needs some ethical guardrails. Um, just because one can charge the moon, one doesn't mean you should. Oops, the old dragon in me keeps popping out. You may not agree with me, but that's fine. I'm open to understanding various viewpoints. But one, how would you define predatory gouging? Um, where is the boundary between healthy, reasonable profit and predatory behavior? Two, if you had a magic wand that could constantly fix things, short of eliminating COVID and supply chain issues, how would you deal with the price gouging, price gouging predators out there? And three... Are there any ethical guardrails you'd like to see in place? Before, thank you, your friendly dragon. Wow. <laughs> Before you move into that, I want to thank Anne-Marie. Um, isn't this the icing on the cake for all of us that are sitting here, all of us in this studio, that our listener, uh, texter, 
brings this to our attention and everybody is listening one more person on board well my hat is off to the dragon thank you for joining us our question is uh, <laughs> and our quest <laughs> question is very good about um, you know how do we how do we address it and uh, how do we define predatory pricing or price gouging and the rest of it uh, I think we have to be careful and I I uh, I know that it's tempting to say that someone selling a, a product over what was the previous normal price, way high, uh, is predatory and, and price gouging. I think the way it's defined now, and I, I think it's a pretty good way to define it, if you have something that is uh, vital, uh, 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 pharmaceutical, uh, medicine, uh, I think that uh, they should hang the people. <laughs> that are price gouging uh, medicines that are required for health and, and even life. Uh, that is, uh, to me, a, a capital offense if you do something like that. Then it comes down from there. What about other items? And uh, a good example right now is uh, you hear the, the news about baby formula yeah. and a shortage. Uh, you know, here, here, here's a contradiction, kind of a, uh, an irony in the whole thing. Uh, the reason there's, in my opinion, one of the reasons why there's a baby formula shortage is not only because of the supply chain issue, but because the manufacturers and the retailers are hesitant to mark up baby formula. I mean, it's so obviously uh, something that would get uh, people stop buying uh, product at your store or stop buying product from the manufacturer. My God, did you hear Acme uh, Baby Food Company is, is marking up triple uh, baby formula well you, you you go out of business so you don't do that well when you don't do that and you sell it at the normal price then you have a huge shortage uh they haven't talked about it but i assure you mothers are hoarding baby formula right now i, I would if i were a mother and we did the same thing during the covid crisis with toilet paper if you in your home are short of something and you know that there's going to be a rush to the shelf and prices are going up, what do you do? You buy more of it. Instead of a two-week supply, you buy a two-month supply. And therefore, then you have nothing on the shelf. So it's a complicated question, Anne-Marie. I didn't, I didn't want to rant and rave about that, but I, don't, I think before we, before we brand car dealers evil because they market up over um, MSRP, I don't like it, and we don't do it, but I, I can't call them uh, evil and price gougers and predatory, I don't, I just quite yet. But if you're doing the same thing with, with uh, as I say, with medicine or baby products, <laughs> you know, then I could, I, I would be glad to say vital, yeah, vital well, items, vital items, things that are necessary to life and health. Yes. So, um, Rick, a couple of examples that I found recently, a dealer in Clearwater has put a price on a 23 Corvette Z06 that you must sign a form stating that you agree to pay $100,000 over MSRP to secure yeah. a 23 Corvette. And a dealership in Massachusetts, a Toyota dealership, is selling the new 23 Corolla GR, which quite a few people are looking for that car, at 10000 over MSRP. Well, that's great. That makes my point. A fat cat that can afford to buy a new 23 Corvette anyway, 
Uh, and, and if he's if he's so fat that he can he can afford to pay a hundred thousand dollars sticker, let him do yeah, it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't care. I mean, I'm laughing at him. Uh, you know, it's called stupid money in my book. But yeah. uh, he's not. The dealer's not a price gouger. The dealer is. You know, it's it. We don't we don't like them because it's not just the pricing. It's that and a whole lot of other behavior com, com, combined. My wife just told me this. Her friend um, was putting an order. I forgot. I don't even know what kind of car it was. Uh, they gave her a deposit and they said, "All right, it's going to take about six months. When the car comes in, we're going to call you. If you're not there that day or we can't reach you, we will sell it to the highest paying customer on that day." Mm-hmm. And they were very plain about that. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of crappy behavior. Um, Okay, and let me address that because Stu and I have had conversations about this very subject, and it's too complicated to get in on the air, but one of the reasons that dealers want to sell cars that were ordered quickly is because if they sit on the lot, it costs that dealer money, big money, and it costs him money in the sense that he's docked. He is, the manufacturer will not send him as many new cars as the dealer that sells his cars quickly. So, uh, this dealer that Stu's referring to uh, probably overreacted to give them one day, but if if I put a $500 deposit on a new car, it takes six months to come in, and I don't pick it up and it sits in that dealer's inventory for another 30 days, it costs that dealer a lot of money because he is not getting that car replaced by the manufacturer. It's also costing other customers time yes, exactly. and how fast they can get their so cars. It's a complicated uh, issue, and, and it's easy to run off and say you're a, you're a terrible person uh, because you're charging too much money. Some of them are terrible. Some are not so terrible. Some of them are just okay. So I, I feel like a terrible person, and so does Stu and Nancy and Rick, because we're charging MSRP. I mean, that's a lot of money. We never charged MSRP for cars before. Now we are. Are we evil? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, I, I capitalism like that. and supply and demand is something that is unique to America, and that's the reason I'm glad I, I, glad, glad I live here. People have the right and the freedom to charge what they want for their products. What do you think about the uh, legislation that's proposed that, and this would be for big companies, it's probably prompted by the stories of the oil companies with the high gas prices but making record profits, legislation that would require companies to uh, disclose, explain their price hikes? Uh, I think that's political stuff. I, 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 I think uh, I, I do. I think that, you know, uh, capitalists, the reason we are a great country is because of capitalism, in my opinion. And... Um, and in, in capitalism, the purpose is to build a product uh, that is so popular and in high demand that uh, people will come to your store and buy the product. And you sell the product for as much money as the value you put in it, and the customer will pay. And if that value is $10 per unit, then it works. If it's $100 per unit, and it works. If it's $1,000 per unit, the amount of profit you make on a product isn't the evil part, it's the value and the demand. And usually value and demand go hand in hand. So it's, it's, it's easy to, to get mad at a businessman because he charges too much for a product. Uh, everybody loves Elon Musk, that's not true, but a lot of people love Elon Musk and Tesla. Did you know that the Tesla markup, on wholesale markup, when Elon builds a car, a Tesla, and he sells it, he makes about 23% on the cost of that vehicle. When General Motors or Ford or Toyota or Mazda sell a car, they make maybe 5%. 
So Elon's making four or five times as much percentage-wise on the cars. But everybody, you know, all the people that would condemn General Motors and Ford and the rest of them, uh, they think Elon's a great guy. But he's yeah. making making money hand over fist. They only laughed at him when he broke the window on the truck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have, uh, again, I'll remind you a whole lot to get to. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, with all this talk of, uh, well, Earl's uh, wife, who has a friend who was told, hey, listen, <laughs> you better keep an eye on that order. Uh, that you placed uh, because if you're not in the dealership the car is gone so it's very very important also keep that car of yours uh, that you're uh, driving around locked up car theft is on the rise as everything else that has to do with the vehicle catalytic converters uh, we want to remind you that there is a website you can go to if you have a problem and you want to share it report it and that is florida law protecting car buyers it is an important site to go to 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 don't forget your anonymous feedback.com we're going to go back to we are going to the phones where we're going to speak to bennett from west bone beach good morning bennett hey good morning guys how you doing welcome Thank you. So, um, I have a couple of questions, and um, let me get my glasses on. Um, now, of course, this is in your opinion. I've been listening and watching your show for many, many years, and my wife and I are in the market for a car, and it doesn't have to be three months or six months. Getting to your show, you know, you said to wait a while. Yes. So, the question is, do we buy or lease? And I understand if you lease a car, and we've done that many, a couple of times, but many moons ago, we leased a car. That insurance is extremely, believe, higher than if you buy a car. And if you buy a car, uh, say in six months, maybe longer, should it be a combustion engine or a hybrid or all electric? And what are the pros and cons of all three of those? And I'll listen to your uh, answer. Thank you. Thank you, Bennett. Yeah, I, I, I'll say uh, to, to simplify without getting too complicated. I'd say that you should you should buy a car. Leasing is more complicated, and the dealers know that, and they take advantage of it. Later in the show, we'll be talking about a big breakthrough in uh, South Florida. Anyway, I, I was interviewed by WPLG investigative reporter uh, Jeff Weinseer uh, and um, we did a Zoom interview a couple days ago and uh, there's a big uh, lawsuits breaking loose uh, Brickle Motors in Miami is being sued and uh, Gunther Volkswagen and other Gunther dealerships are being sued for uh, hidden fees and leases uh, a lease contract uh, according to the attorneys that are uh, filed these lawsuits uh, has to disclose the entire cost of the lease. There can't be anything that's added in there that you didn't know about when you leased the car. So that goes to what I said earlier, Ben, about dealers always try to lease you a car 
when they can. Their leases are easier to make a big profit on. The average lease profit is typically twice what the average new car profit yeah. is on when, they, when you sell it. Now, with all that said, as an educated consumer, you've been listening to this show for a long time. You are an educated consumer. You can lease a car, too, as long as you're careful. You just have to be more careful and be sure that you uh, dot all the I's and cross all the T's. But uh, rule of thumb is to buy the car. And if you're waiting, as I said before, um, you may have heard me say this before, use a Costco certified dealer. Uh, find a Costco um, uh, dealer and, and, uh, and order the car from him. As, as you say, it's, it might take you six months or longer, or maybe if you get lucky, three or four months to get the car. And in the contract with the dealer, in the understanding, written understanding with the dealer, uh, tell him that you want the Costco price, Costco member price, available at the time your car comes in. Because if I'm right, and I'm guessing, I, you know, I've guessed wrong before, but if, if if in three months or six months prices have come down significantly, then the Costco member price would adjust. So that that way you'd have your cake and eat it too. You'd have a good price and it'd be the lowest price of the market by definition with the Costco uh, dealer certification program, and uh, you uh, would you you might not have to pay more than you'd like, but it would be the lowest price anybody else would pay. Okay. And what about the uh, three different types of uh, engines? I, I would say, uh, again, shooting from the hip, a hybrid. Uh, I'm driving a Tesla now. I love an all-electric vehicles. Uh, hybrids um, are uh, really the best of both worlds right now. You, get, you, you, buy, you pick the right hybrid. You can get some incredible gas mileage. Uh, you uh, have the advantage of range. Uh, if, if, if all you do is local driving and you're only putting right. you know, four, four or 5,000 miles a year on your car, then all electric would be a good choice. Right now, Tesla is, is one of the best, well, it's by far the best-selling vehicle. So I can recommend a Tesla to you. I drive one, um, uh, and there are other good electrics out there. There's a better choice of hybrids. Uh, if you go to Consumer Reports, uh, there are a number of hybrids out there that are excellent. And uh, uh, but if you if you don't like a Tesla uh, for being an all electric and you're a low mileage driver, then you probably ought to look at the hybrids anyway. Check Consumer well, Reports. Me, I'm sorry. No, no. Let I'm, me tell you the vehicles that we're interested in. Okay. Uh, and where we were interested in in the uh, Lexus, the NX mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. model, which is like the in between from the US <coughs> and the RX. I'm sure you're familiar with yes, it. Yes, yes, it's an outstanding vehicle. Outstanding. So it would be the LX, I mean, I'm sorry, it mm -hmm. would be the NX, either the 250 or 300 mm -hmm. model. Can't go wrong. It's, you can't go wrong. It's, uh, you love the car. Uh, uh, your uh, Lexus builds the best car in the world. Uh, so and Consumer Reports ranks them all the time very high. And the hybrid, I think, and your low mileage driver, I think that's your choice. That would be the one you'd want. And what about the RAV4? Does that come hybrid yet? Oh, sure. Yeah, the RAV4, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if your Lexus and RAV4 are very similar. I mean, Toyota, of course, builds the uh, Lexus and the Toyota. So uh, if you want to pay less money, a RAV4 would be a really good buy. Uh, if you want the prestige and the uh, quality, uh, um, 
you know, all the extra extras you get on a Lexus, uh, then that would be your choice. If you want to save some money and have the same basic vehicle, then the uh, RAV4 would be your choice. And again, on, on the uh, Lexus, uh, all-wheel is always better than uh, front-wheel or rear? Yeah, all-wheel is, uh, is the technology of the future, and uh, it gives you a lot of advantages. Uh, Rick gets asked that question a lot. And uh, uh, you, uh, with all-wheel, you have uh, better handling, uh, better control, uh, and you've got all the features that uh, get you out of a, you know, if you're in a snow or ice or 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 slippery roads, sand, wet yeah. areas. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, down here, I question whether you need it. I mean, they're more expensive, and uh, if you're with with good roads and without doing off-road stuff, uh, but still, there's still an edge. Uh, if if money were not an object with me, I would I would buy the all-wheel drive Lexus. Right. One more question. Um, uh, uh, the maintenance. Uh, on a hybrid, since you have combustion electric, is it more maintenance uh, than the other two? Yes, the, uh, the, the, the a hybrid has less maintenance. A hybrid car, uh, I, I always go back to the Prius, the original hybrid, the one everybody laughed at. Uh, I people ask me all the time, should I buy a Prius? And I say the Prius was the best car Toyota ever ever built, and. Uh, the hybrid uh, is just, you know, if you're, mu if you're moving parts, you've got the electric motor, the powers the car, uh, uh, the combustion engine charges the battery, so it doesn't work as hard as a combustion engine on a full combustion engine car. So the, the maintenance on a hybrid is very small compared to an co all-combustion engine. Would you agree, Rick? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're slightly lower. Yeah. And, and hardly spend anything on brakes. Yeah, the, the best part is that your brakes seem to last a lot longer. Yeah. And it almost seems like most people that drive hybrids are a little more conscientious about not driving as hard. They're not, they don't seem quite as abusive to the vehicles. That's a good right. point, Rick. I like that because it's true. And Bennett, you know, there's not enough attention brought to how much it costs to keep a car on the road. So I like your question. Okay, great. Listen, guys, you're the best. Uh, thank you so much for the information. And of course, more questions will be coming and I'll call back. Thanks, man. Good luck. Uh, we're going to go uh, to Marty, and uh, he's calling from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Uh, <coughs> good morning. Uh, I have a question for Earl and or Stu. How do people finance a car that's $40,000? Probably somebody that paid 40000 over sticker probably paid cash, but... Are banks or finance companies having a problem financing cars that are ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars over over MSRP? That is a great question because um, we're not encountering that at our dealership. So, you know, the banks that we're dealing with are we're still their normal advances. Um, I would think that um, large down payments are going to be would be required. Um, um, they, they, people have enormous amounts of equities and, and equity in their trades. I'll give you an example. Uh, my mom was just recently got uh, an Avalon lease in order to keep her, because all the incentives are down, uh, are gone, to keep her payment the same. She had to use all this equity she had in her in her prior lease. So, um, But to answer your question, I don't really know um, if banks are making specialist exceptions to accommodate dealers. Uh, I, I, would, I, I would say no. I mean, yeah. a bank uh, 
uh, they have to, they have a fiduciary responsibility. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they're most of them are publicly owned companies, and you know, they're, they're collateral. Uh, I think everyone knows that if you pay thirty thousand dollars or ten or twenty thousand dollars over a sticker today, that uh, five, six, seven years from now, whatever the finance term would be during that period of time, probably within a couple of years, the value is going to drop precipitously. And if you don't get payments and you have to repossess the car, you don't have the collateral to cover. So, uh, yeah. the, the cash or equity. Yeah, they'll look at a. Uh, just like they look at a used car, they they look at the actual. They look down the back, say, if I have to pick up this car, twelve months, twenty four months, thirty six months. If I have to go get the car, put it on the tow truck, and bring it back because you didn't make your payments, how much money am I going to lose? And uh, if you pay twenty thousand over sticker, uh, they're going to chop that probably by quite a bit. And I can tell you, tell you what though, that everybody in those loans, those banks are maxing out, maxing out those advances though. Those people who will be buried in those cars uh, for a long time. They're going to be advancing 140% um, mm. over book value. Yeah, I'm looking at that the same way as they gave people mortgages, two or $300,000 mortgages that made uh, $25,000 a year and they just had a, you know, got the house back. Yeah. So, to me, it just doesn't seem like they would allow you to buy a car unless you're putting all the money down. Yeah. But, you know. Well, they they will, but it's such an extreme situation. So if a bank will yeah. will, will max out and loan 140 percent of NADA loan or uh, whatever trade value, uh, <clears throat> that's a lot of, of, of money to borrow <laughs> over the value of a, right. of a vehicle. Right. So it's everybody's just maxed out, but within the parameters of the bank. Right. So. All right. Very good. Thank we'll you, Marty. See what happens. I, yeah. I think this is going to go on for a while, though. Yeah. I think you're right. All right. It was great hearing from you. Thanks, Marty. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, our number here is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can also text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to Earl Stewart on Cars podcast using any of the following podcast apps. From your iPhone and your Android smartphone, that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Amazon Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud app. So you can get in touch with us many, many ways. We are going to go to John, who's been holding. And John is a regular caller from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Um, my, uh, I'm addressing this to Bennett. I believe he's still listening. And uh, my suggestion, Bennett, to you is rent a hybrid for a week and then also test drive uh, Tesla, you know, sign up for their test drive program and drive that around and see which one you like. But his seemed like he was also concerned with uh, maintenance. If he goes with Tesla, there's very little maintenance. Because Earl, when was the last time you took your plaid in for maintenance? <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so my suggestion, he knows what an ice car runs like. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, go, go rent both. Go rent both and see which, see what he likes. Yeah, see that's that's not fair. You're taking advantage of the fact that Tesla is, is a huge, just so much fun to drive, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's so popular. 
I probably ought to, I, I probably ought to give that advice because I agree with you totally. Uh, I just, uh, you know, when I talk about maintenance, reliability, resale value, and all that practical stuff, but how do you quantify a fund? I mean, when I get into my Tesla, I'm a happy man. I mean, I just, I just love. I mean, sometimes I just beg Nancy to take a ride with me. I just, you know, I love to drive the car. So the fun quantity is very, very important. And you're right, I should have pointed that out to Bennett. Well, they, if, I don't know, I, does, if he lives in our in the West Palm Beach area, he lives in the area, he should come rent a uh, RAV4 from you or uh, yeah. any other hybrid that you may have. Yeah. And then take them for a ride in your Tesla. Oh, and, yeah. and you know what, John? There you that's, go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's great advice. And uh, I think you've been listening to our show for quite a while because you must have been listening to Rick. He has given that advice over and over again. And uh, getting back to the Tesla, I love driving the Tesla now. Um, I'm really adapting to it well. I have a problem with the lumbar system, but other than that, in maintenance, zero and it is a great vehicle i recommend it i think hertz also rents uh teslas and other electric cars as well yeah Yeah. there's more and more of it out there now yeah yeah and renting a car gives you a chance to really drive it for a while unlike just a simple test drive at a dealership yeah Mm -hmm. exactly john thanks Uh, i have some go ahead uh, thanks i'm in my tesla now but um i i'm getting ready to take a trip up to uh michigan in it and uh the um the mapping system that i'm going to use is called a better route planner because it gives you all the uh charging stations and uh all the info like when you arrive and things like that Mm -hmm. uh for the for the tesla owner if you know because they for anyways uh a better route planner is uh a great app and um that's it. John, can I ask you a question Thanks. as a fellow Tesla yeah. driver? Do you ever get tempted when one of these hot shots in a Corvette comes alongside you at the stoplight and, you know, he's got the top down, he's got his uh, blonde hair waving in the wind, and you know he's going he's gonna to scoot out? Do you ever just kind of shock him a little bit with a little tap on the uh, Tesla? Well, I'm mostly in chill mode all the time. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'm staying... I have the base three model, and I did go against the Ferrari. Now I don't know <laughs> if the guy owned the Ferrari or if he just did. If he's afraid of his car, but he didn't keep up. Yeah, no, they're hard to keep up. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't confess on the air, but I dusted a, a new Corvette the other day. I just couldn't hold myself back. He, he was just he was taunting me, and I just uh, he's yeah. still. I think he's along the side of the road with his mouth open. Even now, he doesn't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, uh, and like I said, you know the 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 base three model that we have is not a slouch. And no, 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 no. For that matter, a, ra- a, a hybrid. Yeah, they're they're all good. Electric cars are faster. That torque is incredible. And John, yeah. um, uh, I I haven't uh, I haven't fallen prey to that when I drive the Tesla. Uh, I know I'm in a fast car. And I don't need to prove it. <laughs> right, right. There used to be a, a YouTube channel uh, called Tesla Racing, and I watched one of their videos where the the Tesla uh, Roadster, the guy actually took a, uh, a sport bike, well, like an 1100 series sport bike. Mm. 
uh, who can out accelerate a motorcycle like that? But yeah. a Tesla, yeah. that's yeah. it. Exactly. It was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so John, much. For thank the you call. very much. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to go right, to. See you later. Uh, we are going to go to Jack, uh, who has been holding. Good morning, Jack. Uh, good morning. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, good morning. I enjoy your show. I listen to you on the way to the golf course every Saturday. Right. Um, if, if I may, I'd like to pose uh, this to the whole panel. Um, I've been listening for weeks now, of course. You all preach that this is not a good time to buy a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. And if you've told some callers that a car they bought even a year or so ago might be worth more than what they paid for it. So yeah. with that background, this is my question. I'll try to be real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a 2021 Mercedes E350 sedan. We purchased it new for cash in November of 2020. The MSRP on the car was 60000 That includes a $1,000 transportation and handling, mm-hmm. whether that's a legitimate fee or not. It was part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And we paid uh, for the vehicle excluding all of the other, you know, taxes and all that, 57 5 mm-hmm. um, My wife hates the car, well, and there's, we have 7,800 miles on it. My wife hates the car. She wants to get rid of it, and we're going to be away until October uh, quite soon. So she's saying to me, should we just sell this car outright now and then go car shopping when we get back in October, or should we trade it and we do want to buy a new suv we're not sure what kind yet and we do want to buy a new suv come fall if prices are better then so that's kind of my question to you given the market and all of that what would you do if you were in this situation i think you have a good chance of uh, selling it and, and uh, at least getting out what you paid for or maybe more and it's so easy to do you should check it out I, you know you've got uh, so many sources uh, to go, uh, um, if you're near a, a, a CarMax dealer, get a bid from him. Go to your Mercedes uh, uh, used car department. Uh, go to Carvana. Uh, you got WeBuyAnyCar.com, Vroom, V-R-O-O-M.com. Um, so many different sources to uh, get a bid on the car. And um, I think you can do exactly what you want to do. Sell it, get out of it, or maybe make some money and buy it later. The other factor that you need to consider is um, if you wait till October, there's still a um, highly like likelihood that um, the inventory situation will be the same. So there's a long wait for cars. So you just have to plan that in there, how long you can go without that vehicle. Because it still could take uh, six months or longer to, to, to order a car in October. What, what about order? What about if, if we did decide on what we want, go to the new car dealer, put an order in now, and then use this vehicle as a trade, uh, you know, a sw- you know, just a traditional trade in um, come fall. Um, in, in other words, we're putting our name in now and filling in the paperwork to yeah. order a vehicle help, help yes. us in terms of availability. It would, but if it would be advantageous to sell the vehicle now because when the car, when the ordered vehicle comes in, the appraisal will be based um, at that time. But you can sell it now. Sell it now, yeah. And order your car. If you order the car, uh, if you're listening to the show earlier, I recommended a Costco auto buying program and contract with the dealer that you buy it from that you will 
be offered the Costco member price when the car comes in. So when the prices come down, uh, the price will be whatever the Costco member price is at that time. I think it'll be uh, much less than it is today. Okay, I missed that part. Sorry, I didn't hear it this morning. Yeah. But you just go to the dealer and tell them you're a Costco member. And yeah, do you it have. That well, no. Are you a Costco member? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll go online to Costco uh, Auto Buying, uh, Costco uh, Co- Auto Costco Auto dot com. Uh, Costco Auto dot com, and look at the uh, zip codes around. Find the dealer uh, if you want to buy another Mercedes or whatever it is. The certified dealer by Costco, and that way you will know where to get, uh, you know, where, where to go in. Uh, you, Costco contract with the um, dealer says they have to sell you the car at the lowest price they sold that same car to anybody else. So uh, today it would be a high price because everybody's paying all the money and then some for a new car. Uh, car prices come down in three months, four months, five months. Whatever that lowest price is then will be your price if you're a Costco member. And I have one little wrinkle to add in. Um, if you trade it in, you don't pay the sale. You only pay the sales tax on the difference. So if you sell it out right now, uh, factor you're, you get an additional six and a half percent by trading it in uh, in value in that car. So just keep that in mind too. But the additional will yeah, cover I, that. I did, yeah. and that's why I kind of thought maybe it might be better to do it as a trade. Yeah, and, and if you, listen, if you if you have a good if it's a reasonable dealer. Now we've done this at our dealership, and I don't know. Um, you can work it out as a trade ahead of time. You trade it in, they buy it, and it's held on their books as a trade, and you get the tax credit. And we, we've worked that out with our customers. But that's okay. that's kind of a, like a personalized sort of thing. Sure. But you can sure. bring it up, ask yeah. them if they would do that. But you're Thank you. saving you 6%. Last... Per- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's the 6% in Florida sales tax you're saving, I don't think, in my opinion, is going to be equal to the uh, amount of money extra that you'd get for the car by selling it no, today but if you get if you can get your cake and eat it too then yeah, you should go yeah, for that yeah yeah i got you okay one last thing i did go just for curiosity and i've accessed this uh because i have a, a way to do it uh the um blackbook um dot com and they always like extra clean versus clean now this car clearly with 7800 miles would be one or the other i'm just wondering like what do you, normally what would qualify as the difference between extra clean and clean? Well, the um, black book isn't really um, regularly used as a. I mean, it's it's one of a lot of things that dealers look at, and when they say, and this is frustrating, when they look at clean and extra clean, they're not literally talking about the car. They might say that a. Um, you know, a, a two-year-old um, Mercedes with 7,800 miles on it, by definition, that's going to be an extra clean car. I mean, Jack, unless you're damaged. Jack, when we appraise a car, we don't think in terms, dealers don't think in terms of extra clean. It's in there, we see it, but uh, you just don't see extra clean cars. We, uh, if, we, if we see a real nice car, we call it a diamond, uh, we call it clean, clean book. And, uh, and book is only a guess anyway today because you have the online a Mannheim auto auction numbers, which in real time will tell you daily yeah. what cars are worth. If you can get the Mannheim on your car, it's a lot more but, accurate than Black Book. But 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 even better than that, if you just do the Carvanas and Vrooms, get the online yeah. car maxes, yeah. Yeah. that's real figures. Those are numbers that they're going to write checks right. for, and yeah. they'll give it. They'll give you that number online. So you can look at Blue Book and Black Book for retail values, but 
you got a re- something really neat going on right now. Everybody's overpaying for these cars, so you can go to Carvana and get a real a real buy figure, and that's that's going to be that's the real deal. True. Yeah, and and the three you mentioned were Broom, We Buy Any Car, and Carvana are as good as any to try. Yeah, and and try CarMax. I don't know if they have a Carvana. online. Um, um, Purchasing uh, thing, they do. They but, okay. Do. In that case, to go to CarMax too, because and AutoNation, you know, AutoNation is more legitimate in general because they're the largest retail publicly held company. AutoNation is buying cars like crazy, used cars. So, you you have a huge number of resources to get bids on your car. Now you call Mercedes dealerships. Okay. Yeah, Mercedes used car department. Yep. Okay, yep. great. Well, listen, thanks very much. I really enjoy your show, and as I say, I listen to you every week. Well, have a great, great game. Have Thank a great you game. so much, Jeff. Hope you shoot par. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's a good time for you. It's a great time, and you've got yeah. a lot of options. Stay in touch. I hope we Super. helped you today. We're going to go to John did. in Thank Palm you. City, and John's a regular caller. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Every time you see them mentioning the price of gasoline, past the gas stations, you see, it's crazy. On Wednesday alone, I passed a gas station within an hour. The price was up 20 cents. Hmm. But nobody really mentions the main source that we have for the economy is the price of diesel. The average price of diesel as of Friday, the average is five fifty-six a gallon. Yeah, I mean, everything is dependent. All our deliveries, uh, you're talking about new cars, used cars, deliveries, it's done by a diesel truck. But they don't. They keep on talking about gasoline, but they don't tell you how serious the price of diesel and why we're in the fix that we're in with all the goods. Or you name something, it's delivered by a diesel truck. Yeah, you know and what I feel sorry for. You. They say used cars are up, but Earl, on your used car lot, would you handle like a used diesel Mercedes or Volkswagen? I mean, does that make sense? Oh sure, or are we people should. shying away from them. Yeah, they should take that. Diesel fuel. They should, yeah, take that into consideration. I mean, uh, diesel, uh, diesels are usually are higher, and uh, sometimes uh, in Europe, you know, it's interesting. I never understood this completely. Diesel prices are lower in Europe typically, and uh, higher in the United States. But uh, uh, yeah, you got to take that into consideration when you buy a car. I, you know, we don't sell that many diesels. Uh, used cars. There's not that many diesels sold in America compared to anywhere else. Uh, for a long time, uh, there were a lot of diesels being sold until Volkswagen, uh, we found out Volkswagen was lying about the emissions, and suddenly Volkswagen, which was uh, probably the largest seller of diesels, they stopped selling diesels because of the fact that uh, they got caught by the NHTSA. Well, not only that, uh, Rick mentioned that the mechanic that works on a car is a specialist. There's different degrees. Is that true, Rick? My brother-in-law was certified in diesel. He was a truck mechanic, and he showed me certificates all completely different working on a diesel than anybody that works on the gasoline engines. So that's another complicated deal, especially if you buy or use diesel. There's certain people only that will work on it and know it. Very limited, right, Rick, with degrees for working on it? Absolutely. Uh, The ASC certifications for diesel are completely separate and there's actually certifications for uh, normal diesel cars all the way up to the tractor trucks and school buses mm-hmm. there's something like 40 or 50 of them now for diesel Rick I bet you didn't know I was certified on a diesel did you I did not I went to engineman school in Rodden Connecticut when I was in the Coast Guard I knew this and uh, 
and I had to uh, learn all about diesels and uh, GM diesels. So did I. Yeah. When I was a little kid, he had to teach me all about them. <laughs> but have you kept that certification current? Yeah, if, if, you, if you have a 50-year-old diesel, we, we, do it online. Do. Uh. we do it online every year. I like that, Rick. Just one fast comment on Tesla. No car is absolutely 100% perfect, but Tesla sure is there almost 100%. And if anybody's interested in one, I mean, I'm reading a report about the plant in Germany that only opened up in February. They're full capacity and very strong rumor that the 1st of June that Tesla was going to stop taking orders because of the fact that they can't produce them fast enough. So I just want to make that comment. Mm. I mean, Earl will testify himself about the quality and the uh, performance of a Tesla Tesla car. Yeah, amazing car. You're right about that, John. I am finally ready. If you don't get your order into it, it's naturally going to be a higher price. Yeah. So time to act is now. Yeah. And if they don't don't stop taking orders, it's a, a crisis. Exactly. And I'm ready to order. I finally, I've been in the Tesla driving it enough that I've made the decision. I'm ready. Well, you and Earl t- 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 called that out from the beginning. You test drove them way back when, when they first come out, yeah. and had nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, John. Earl had to talk me into it along the way, yeah. and uh, those talks helped. And I feel good, in, and it's easy to drive. Thank you well, so much, John. Uh, Packard said themselves, Ask the man, Packard Motor Car Company, ask the man who owns one. Yep. That exactly. tells it all. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, John. All okay. right, guys. I'm going to hear the report on the top shopping report. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Hey, 772-497-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. I changed my mind. Let's go ahead and put that as a video on that. Uh, uh, Jonathan, we're going to go ahead with the crash dummy uh, test, so if you could alert the control room. If you just tuned in, we're talking about a a video that was on NBC National News about uh, how um, more dangerous it is for women uh, being involved in an accident today. The NHTSA has uh, has, uh, dropped the ball big time, and there's some uh, effort getting to change this. But uh, a lot of you ladies out there that I know a lot of you are listening, um, did you know that you are 73% more likely to be injured in a crash in an American car than a man? And the reason for that is uh, the NHTSA requires safety testing of all cars, but they use male dummies. And there's a big difference in the injuries, the type of injuries, the severity of injuries in females. So how can this be in the 21st century that our government is more concerned about protecting men in collisions than women? It just doesn't make sense. It's, uh, it, this should be, it is national news. And we've been talking about it on this show yeah. for a long time. So uh, Jonathan's got this uh, Cons- thing. Uh, he's queuing it up now. He'll give us a high sign. We'll show it to you, and uh, we'll continue the show until he is able Consum- to get it queued Consumer up. Report really gave it a lot of attention quite some time ago. And uh, can you believe it? I mean, th- we're talking about the National Highway Traffic Safety. We're talking about these people that are supposed to be protecting us. And here we are. Uh, I mean, they're using... Male crash dummies. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's time to move forward. Let's take a look at the video. Back now with the controversy over the crash tests used to rate car safety. Turns out they're using decades-old test dummy technology that often doesn't reflect the types of injuries women and girls suffer in a crash. Here's Tom Costello. 
Somehow, a family of four in this small SUV survived after being hit head-on by a pickup at 70 miles per hour. But Hannah Shank and her 10-year-old daughter Myra suffered neck, spinal, and severe abdominal trauma. We had similar um, injuries. The, our lower intestines had been completely destroyed by the seatbelts. Um, and they had to do emergency surgery to save our lives. Hannah also suffered a brain injury, while her husband and son's injuries were less severe. Exactly what researchers have found for years. Females in the front seat are 73% more likely than males to be injured in a crash, 17% more likely to die. Since the 1980s, the government crash tests that give out those five-star ratings have relied on smaller male dummies to represent females, even though women and girls are often more petite with less muscle mass. New high-tech female dummies have been available for years, but the government doesn't require them. This is the old female crash test dummy used for decades. This is the new high-tech version, much more anatomically correct. From the legs, the pelvis, up into the spine, the neck and the head. 150 sensors, including a soft abdomen to detect any seatbelt injuries. The closer you are to the dashboard, the higher the risk of injury. And that, particularly for women, might be a factor. Chris O'Connor runs Humanetics, the biggest maker of crash test dummies. The biggest injury is in the lower legs. And so it has a combination of their anatomical nature and also the way they sit in a car. European and Asian safety regulators are already using new female dummies, but while the U.S. Transportation Department has been studying them for nine years, it still doesn't require them. It completely ignored women. They continue to completely ignore women. Government regulators say gender disparities are unacceptable and concede the approval process has taken too long. But while men are more likely to cause crashes, women are more likely to die. Tom Costello, NBC News, Detroit. You know what I'd do if I were a manufacturer and I saw this coming out on the press and it's yeah. going to continue? Yeah, I would insist that my cars be tested using female dummies and I'd beat everybody else to the punch and say, if you want to buy a new vehicle, only fill in the blank. Only Honda, only Ford. How would you like to be able to say that you had the only vehicle that was safety tested for women you got half the audience out there that would be buying your car so you manufacturers i hope you watch nbc news and i hope you're listening to the show and i hope you do the right thing nine years ladies and gentlemen uh, they've been testing they've been studying come on this is the 21st century if this video doesn't get your attention i don't know what i don't know it's a uh, well it's sad 877-960-9960 and you can text us at 772-497-6530 i think we're gonna go to either Stu or rick i'm, on good, with, I'm good with either one text. of us all right um <clears throat> we have a text from jim in riviera beach he said just a heads up it's illegal for a license plate to have any part of the lettering covered by the license plate bracket um, I've never heard of anyone getting such a ticket, but the right circumstance could be one could be issued, and that could come back to haunt you. That's from Jim Rivera Beach. Um, yeah, and additionally, I looked up the law because that changed somewhat recently. Um, a lot of car dealers had to adjust their plate frame uh, practices because it covered up about portions ten, of it. About ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I'm getting older. That seems recent to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I guess the argument was, well, if it's cover up, it's a bit of the of the the word Florida or something like that. They can't cover up anything. And, you, and also, I've seen these on the road. 
those clear license plate covers, whether they're tinted or clear, are completely illegal. You can't, nothing can cover it. So if yeah. you have, you, you could get a ticket. So re- thanks, they really Jim. made some big changes. Yeah. Um, another great question here because we do talk a lot about electric vehicles. Um, uh, the question is, how does the $7,500 federal government um, tax credit uh, to consumers for buying EVs work? Um, well, it's um, each manufacturer, it's for any vehicle that um, is plugged in. Um, it ha- can't be more than 14,000 pounds or whatever, but it's got to be a car. Um, and um, But they phase it out. It's for the first 200,000 for each manufacturer. So Tesla is completely done. So if you want to buy a Tesla, you don't get any federal tax credit. Um, and then also based on how much of a, like a pure electric car gets the full 7,500, but if it's a, a plug-in hybrid, you get a little bit less. And um, But there's still a lot of, um, I think, um, GM's all out too, GM. Yeah. There was an article in Automotive News, and I, the, um, the new Subaru uh, gets the $7,500 credit, but the equivalent uh, Toyota doesn't. So they were using that as a, hmm. an example the new Subaru competing with the new Toyota. Well, the, yeah, they have, they're in partnership. The BZ4X is the Toyota yeah. electric, and yeah. Subaru, has, Subaru has their version. Yeah. I wonder what's different about Toyotas that they... They, they don't qualify for the uh, Oh, I know. Credit. Because we sold so, we many, so many plug-in hybrids already. Yeah, maybe we've already uh, hit the yeah. limit. Yeah, uh, so, because so it's under the brand, yeah. Yeah, so that proves we're, we're not uh, infomercialing. We're recommending you buy the Subaru electric yeah. over, the, right. over the Toyota electric. Because you get the $7,500 credit. And good luck getting either one of them. <laughs> and, you can, and if you buy one, you're going to pay thousands and thousands over a sticker. And, and you'll never get it. You'll get it when the other electric vehicles right. are available. <laughs> yeah, interesting story there. I, I read an article recently where uh, Ford is bringing out the Lightning truck, yeah. which, you know, the electric truck. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Ford manufacturer has told the dealers each dealer will get one vehicle to have in their showroom for display purposes so people can actually see it and get hands-on. Mm-hmm. However, they are not allowed to sell that truck for a minimum of six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ford has already received over 200,000 uh, requests for the truck, orders for mm-hmm. that truck, which they predict about 150,000 yearly what, what, production. What do you, you want to bet that doesn't work and they do sell the truck anyway? Well, here's here was the trick in the article. They said, first off, they would receive a twenty-five thousand dollar fine for selling the well, truck. If you mark it up a hundred thousand oh, dollars, yeah. But they also that <laughs> you, dealer, you, 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 you argue, dealers, really. you're but with that dealer, dealer <laughs> would also no longer be able to participate in any of the pre-production vehicle programs that Ford has. So then any I'll other vehicles, lawyer, they wouldn't get I'll any more. GM because <laughs> our the dealer Ford, is protected yeah. by the franchise law. <laughs> yep. Uh. All right. Um, okay, I got, we got a question from Bob. He says, "Good morning. My question uh, is: uh, Are the is the Sienna Hybrid and Camry Hybrid on the same platform? I think so. It's the TNGA. Uh, which one's that now? Uh, Sienna Hybrid and the Camry Hybrid. Yeah, the the drive lines are basically the same, and the the platform. Uh, yep. the, it's called Toyota New Global Architecture, and all the cars in certain classes all fit on the same." platform so to speak yeah the 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 basically the bottom of it (laughs) the uh unibody construction of it is pretty much the same but it's interesting because the sienna um and the camry with a car and a van but all the crossovers and the the vans are on the same platform Mm -hmm. the trucks are on another one and so forth so it's interesting uh engineering stuff um bob also has another question uh says with the costco buying program um 
and the and the and the participating dealer is normally selling over MSRP all the time, would they use the lowest price that they sold? Uh, they're selling over MSRP. The Costco program will dis- determine if the price that the dealer submits to them fits into their parameters, whether they'll post that vehicle for sale on their on their site. And I don't think they will with these crazy markups. So you might run into a limited amount of vehicles that you'll see on the Costco Auto Program uh, if the dealers are, try- are marking them up too high. And that's something we should research uh, because the dealer, if they don't want to have to worry about Costco, they just don't list that. Uh, I think Costco probably should require them to have a reasonable number of cars listed. Yeah. Well, it's Otherwise, not that. It's they, 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 they submit the prices, and if Costco says it's too high, they won't post it. Yeah. They won't, yeah. Yeah, well, if they don't have any cars posted, they shouldn't be a certified dealer. So, yeah. well, that's something we need to check out. That's a good question. Yep. Um, and I think I'm caught up over here with texts. Um, Rick, how are you doing with the comments on YouTube? I've got a couple here from Kirk in West by God, Virginia. He says, I love Subarus, but the charge time on the new Solterra has horrendous charge times. Uh, he says, the best charge time right now is the Ionic 5, which I believe is, the, is that the Kia? Yeah. Ion uh, Q. Ionic with a Q. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, 20 minutes for a 20 to 80% charge. Uh, he's got, I think he means 20 minutes to get to an 80% charge. I never heard of that. Don't know, I don't know. I've, no, no, I actually have I'm not a, had no, no, my Apple Watch research. can do that. <laughs> I wasn't listening. What, what car was it? The uh, Ionique. Okay. Well, the I, key, it's the Kia electric yeah, vehicle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because the, the reason I, my ears perked up is that what a Tesla is, is 20 minutes for an 80% charge. On a supercharger. On the yeah, ISDC yeah, charger. Yeah. And maybe they got a supercharger. Which, it, it's funny to me. Everybody's like, oh, that, that's such a horrendous amount of time to be. If you're going on a trip, and you stop at a, at a recharge station, and it's you know at a local like a Bucky's or a Wawa, something like that. I love this. Twenty minutes. You're you're going to spend twenty minutes getting out, stretching your legs, getting, getting a little bitey, get, getting a Slurpee, the restroom, you know, stretch a little. Twenty minutes goes by pretty quick. Okay. That, I don't see a problem with that. I think it's pretty awesome. I'm fine with it. All right, we have some anonymous feedback too. Um, oh. Actually, hey, I got one from Kirk and by God, West Virginia too. Mm. Hey, uh, Kirk, who is Kirk? There's, there's another guy from West by God, Virginia, isn't there? I think, I, well, Kirk is the main one who we see here. Oh, I thought that was another. Yeah, there's Kirk, and I, he's he's coming through multiple cha- channels. Um, he says YAA um, also sells a very uh, competitive VSC, which is a, a extended warranty. Of yeah, it, Kirk, yeah, yeah, Kirk's a YAA member. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he says, for only five hundred dollars, you can get a very uh, uh, an extended warranty over um, over their cost. It's amazingly good, um, and, and it's the same as uh, most manufacturers' vehicle service contracts. Um, another anonymous uh, feedback, um, and I know why it's anonymous because they don't want Toyota to come kill them. It says, is there any way to update maps on the Toyota navigation system for free? Um, <laughs> um, it, the old ones, no. It's like a couple of hundred dollars. But the best thing is, don't use Toyota Maps. Um, use Apple CarPlay and use your own maps on your phone, and then you'll never have to pay to update maps again. Or buy a Tesla and they update it for free. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's see. Um, on your mystery shop of Sendel Subaru, um, Alicia shouldn't be buying a new WRX if she just filed bankruptcy. She must be a slow learner. I am. Well, you know, uh, that's a, that's a good question. Is uh, bankruptcy? <clears throat> It's not as bad as it sounds. I mean, 
it's certainly bad for the person it happens to, but the banks, uh, how many years do, after a bankruptcy does it disappear off your credit report? It's uh, seven years, I'm not five years. I'm not sure if there's a standard or if the judge decides yeah. what you do. Yeah, they're, they're, in other words, uh, banks are not stupid. I mean, bankrupts, if oh, you have yeah. a bankruptcy oh, and you recover... Uh, and you're back in. Uh, you can finance a car yeah, and get a pretty good deal. You can rebuild. Like we, we yeah. said, it's not a killer. It, it's it's tough, but you you have to yeah. go through some pain. But then you can recover from that. After a period of time, it's no longer. If you took report. bankruptcy last week, you you won't be able to buy a car with credit. If you if, if you had a bankruptcy five years ago, you can, and they will. Right. They'll see what There's happened. There's a status a, a bankruptcy discharge, and that's important. Yeah. So if the bank exactly. says it's been discharged, exactly. then. Um, yeah. I guess that means the, the uh, terms have been settled and then you can move on with your life. Yeah. Okay, we're going to interrupt this discussion because our caller uh, that we've been expecting, uh, Zach Shiska, uh, is uh, giving us a call and uh, they are advocates, uh, your advocate alliance. So, uh, good morning, Zach. Hey, Zach, this is Earl. L- let me, before... before uh, we completely uh, get start talking because I talked about you earlier. I just want to men- mention that your Advocate Alliance, YAA, that you and your dad founded back in 2019, uh, just really knocked me all out of my socks. I saw that. I said, there is someone else doing what we're trying to do, and we'd love to team up with you. You guys have got an amazing website. Thank you for calling in. I invited you to. And... Uh, uh, Zach, just tell us uh, about your organization and what you do, and thank you so much for calling the show. Well, Earl and Sue, Nancy, Rick Johnson, appreciate you guys um, and what you do, and it's it's a humbling moment, honestly, when I saw, Earl, that you joined our community and you've been engaging on our forum and, and helping folks find your dealership and, and find your show. Um I'm so proud of what we built at YAA, and you're right, Earl. It's my dad and I, um, and, and actually it's my co-founder, Arash, back in 2019. We all sat down, and my dad spent 40 years doing what you've done, Earl. And um, I looked at him, and I said, hey, I want to I go out on my own. I want to help people. He had actually just retired <laughs> after my mom passed away. Um, and... He looked at me and he said, I really don't want to work again. <laughs> but um, I got him behind a camera and we made YouTube videos, started coaching and teaching people that way. And over the past two years, it's really blossomed from a YouTube channel into an online community. As you've seen, Earl, we pair people with coaches, help them navigate the process. We try and leverage the community to help share information. Um, I'm so proud of what you do, what we're doing. And honestly, it just feels good to help people make smarter, more empowered decisions. Zach, uh, tell the folks listening uh, how to go to your web page and, and how you go about joining. And uh, uh, I have uh, the information here, but you could give it out better than I. I, I was practicing before I called in, or else, yes. It is, um, <laughs> if you go to joinyaa.com or if you Google search Y, the letter YAA, we have a free membership and we have a premium membership. Really, the distinction between the two is access to our what we call auto advocates. Um, so we have some people on our team that man a phone line, man a live chat, and you can text with us. The whole idea being that I really wanted Earl for everyone to have the same experience I had growing up. 
which was if I was at the dealership or if I was at the repair shop, either my dad, who spent 40 years in the business, was standing by my side or he was on speed dial. And so as a premium member, you have access to those coaches. And being a free member is a great great place to be as well, as you, I'm sure, have seen it all. Lots of great conversations, insights into how the industry works. We have resources like Deal School, which is, I think, a six- or seven-part series that just walks you through asking for the out-the-door price, how do you negotiate buy rate on the finance side. Um, and what's really neat, Earl, is it's not just me and my dad. It's this whole community. Um, it's so it's so interesting, you know, people don't want to get taken advantage of. <laughs> um, it's when systems are put in place that, you know, kind of prey upon those that, that can be taken advantage of. I think that's why it's so important that we, you know, people listen to your show, people listen to our show, that they stand up for themselves and they have support to do that. You know, what, I, what impressed me uh, when I first started playing around with the YAA, join YAA.com. Write that down, folks. Join YAA. Your Advocate Alliance. That's what it stands for. Your Advocate Alliance. Join YAA.com. Go there. And well, the thing that impressed me most when I first tried is it's almost too good. I mean, you you have covered you have covered everything we cover uh, with the YouTubes and the testimonials, and you have the dealership recommendations and the uh, experiences that all your members have with different dealerships around the country, and then. The, you, you have the your advice from your experts that you have on your staff, and then you have um, regular members. Like we have people that call this show all the time and, and text us all the time. They're like sub-authorities, and we have our vigilante committee out there. So you, you have everything we've done, and uh, it's, it's you, you have to spend. You go to your joinyaa.com and plan to spend a, a while seeing all the different sources of information. So I uh, I can't believe I didn't know you were there and, and, and between the two of us we're going to have a synergy uh, and uh, we'll promote e each other and uh, we both Absolutely. have the same goal in mind. Yeah, Earl, it's, um, it's inspiring, honestly, because at the end of the day, the consumers, the individuals, um, if there was a platform out there that brought us together to make more informed decisions, to help bring us up rather than push us down, you know, I think a lot about, I hate to say it, but the true cars of the world, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of websites out there that proclaim to, to help consumers navigate buying a car, getting repairs, selling mm -hmm. your car. And you know this as well as I, and I'm sure everyone listening knows this too. How do they all make money? Mm -hmm. They sell information to dealerships. They sell leads to repair shops. And, you know, part of the reason we have a quote premium membership is because we're trying to figure out how do you actually make money exactly. from the community, um, and that way you you never get pulled in multiple directions. You you only have to serve one person, which is that individual. And yeah. you know, I look at I look at the the landscape out there, and someone's going to do this, and I'm I'm damn damn proud to be kind of at the tip of the spear trying to trying to push it forward and to be aligned and associated with you, Earl. I mean, we started this over two years ago, and your name popped up within a month. <laughs> so you've, done a, you've done an incredible job, you and your family and your team, of, 
Thank you, Jack. Really building an incredible reputation in the well, industry. We're going to put your link, uh, joinyaa.com, on our earlandcars.com. So we'll, we'll we'll get that soon. Oh, it's already going. there. And uh, and and uh, you're just another source, uh, a huge source of information. So uh, we got it going now, and uh, we'll keep it rolling until we uh, get this whole uh, crazy way cars are being sold in this country uh, turned around. As I'm I'm seeing signs now and. Uh, you're the you're, yeah. you're the biggest uh, light at the end of the tunnel I've seen in a long time. So, congr- congratulations to you and your dad, Ray, and uh, we uh, hope to hear from you again and all your members out there. Uh, that's how I found out about it was uh, our by God Virginia uh, Kirk Kirk from by yeah, God of Virginia. <laughs> it was a YAA member, and that's how I found out about you. And Donovan was also in, yep. involved. Donovan, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Zach, I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, uh, we are here week in and week out just to help yep. the consumer. And uh, myself as a female advocate, uh, we just want to share, you know, uh, with the audience that there is light at the end of the tunnel and we're here to support you, uh, just like you. And what an amazing effect that you have had on all of us. And I can't say enough about uh, your Advocate Alliance. And uh, I love the part where you can share personal experiences. And I'll tell you what, that's better than any type of advertisement. And uh, my hat is off to you and your father. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I I really appreciate you spreading the word and and inviting me. And and maybe we'll get my dad on the show in in a future uh, from now. And I'll, I'll just comment one, one final piece here. Um, you know, Nancy, we, we just launched one of the initiatives I'm most proud of, which is um, a community, uh, uh, an invite-only community called Driven for Women. And mm. so if you are a woman out there and you are looking for an environment where you don't have to worry about um, comments that may or may not be offensive and, and some of the prejudices that exist in this industry or in mm-hmm. this process... Driven for Women is an invite-only women's community that we recently launched. And if you want to join, just post on the forum. Just say, hey, I'd like to join Driven for Women. We are so passionate about building kind of the Marvel Avengers of advocacy. And I look at at Earl Stewart on cars as one of the superheroes there. Hopefully Driven for Women can be a superhero there for someone. Um, Greatly admire and respect what each of you do. And, And thanks again for letting me call in. Thanks, Zach. Uh, call again, and you're there, too. We invite both of you anytime. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, guys. All the best. Oh, be, I'll great. be taking advantage right. of that. Driven for women. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, you're anonymousfeedback.com. Uh, now back to Stu. Uh, well, I think I'm all caught up with uh, text and anonymous feedback right now. And Rick, uh, we're a little caught up. Yeah, I want to. I want to go back to what I talked about earlier. If you just tuned in, there is a huge breaking news in the auto uh, department of South Florida. The taking advantage of customers by other dealers, and we have uh, the local channel 10 in South Florida. That's the uh, NBC affiliate. Uh, in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, uh, they're big, and uh, and they have gone. Their investigative reporter, uh, Jeff Weinsier, uh has reported on two big losses. We have, and, and make a note of this. Uh, we have two attorneys that I need to talk to personally. Uh, one is Josh 
Faison, F-E-Y, oh, Fagan, F-E-Y-G-I-N, Josh Fagan, and Johnny Kane. Johnny Kane, attorney, and Josh Fagan, attorney. I will contact them, and we will try to have them call the show. And they both have big lawsuits, in effect, and they both have to do with hidden fees, junk fees that we've talked about so much. Now, they're focusing on lease cars, and these lease cars... Um, hidden fees are coming to light now because of the fact that so many people are driving lease cars uh, in South Florida and all over the world for that matter, but so many are driving lease cars and the value, the residual value and the option to purchase value is a bargain. So people are, are exercising their option to purchase and they're finding out the hidden fees and the junk fees that the dealers are adding to the lease car when you come back to, to buy it out of lease from the leasing company. And come to find out in the theory of these two attorneys, John Fagan and Johnny Kane, a lease contract, the law says that all of the costs have to be disclosed in a lease. And that includes the cost of the option to purchase. So uh, they're going after the Gunther stores in South Florida and Brickell. I'm not sure how many stores Brickell has but you're gonna see a lot more lawsuits. I, I know this because I was called by Jeff Wines here in a TV Zoom interview. He talked to me for, must have been a half an hour, and that will air short, shortly. So if you're driving a lease car right now, keep your eyes on this. If you wanna make a note of these names, Josh Fagan, F-E-Y-G-I-N. I don't have his number, I'm sorry. I didn't have the chance to do that before the show and attorney Johnny Kane, K-N-K-A-N-E, again, a South Florida attorney. Uh, they are experts now, legal experts on this issue. Uh, I'll show you the headline that I printed out from the, why are car dealerships adding extra fees to those buying out their leases? Why are car dealers adding extra fees to those <coughs> buying out their leases? And that is uh, the other article they did is, did you pay a dealer fee when buying out your lease? If so, you're entitled to a refund. Now, that's huge. Because how many people have turned their cars in? Thousands, tens of thousands of people have turned their cars in, and if you turned your car in, chances are they added that hidden fee, that dealer fee, to the price of the lease when you bought it out. And that's a violation of the law. Did Josh tell you about uh, the Southeast Toyota finance thing that you can buy directly from them? Yes, yes, yeah. You're, you're about to get to that, weren't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry yeah. for well, jump, stepping on your toes. Yeah. But we didn't know because in, in the past, hardly anybody bought their leases out yeah. because it didn't make sense to. Yeah. Um, and we clarified this um, on, on Thursday, at least with Southeast Toyota Finance, if you're in the Southeast leasing a Toyota and you want to buy out your lease and you don't want to deal with the the dealership experience, you can buy it directly through the bank. That's interesting, and we can talk about this some more later, but uh, the theory, according to these attorneys, is that you can't buy a car, you can't sell a car back uh, if you sell more than three cars a year. And the leasing companies have not been able to qualify, so somehow Southeast Toyota Leasing is qualified where they can sell directly. Sell, sell directly. So. Yeah. 
Because uh, they give you a number including tax, and yeah. then they send you, you, yeah. you send them a tech check, and they send you the title. So we need to uh, hook these attorneys up with Southeast Toyota Leasing yeah. to see how that goes. So, yeah. uh, but this yeah. is, this is going to be huge. You're going to see lawsuit after lawsuit, and uh, a third of you out there approximately listening uh, are driving lease cars, and that is going to affect you, and this lawsuit will affect you big time. So uh, we'll be talking about this next week. Uh, I'll be doing more blogs on this and and uh, press releases. Yeah, you, you know, I have to mention uh, before we say anything else, what an amazing time. <laughs> Does everyone feel the energy? Uh, we came, we saw, and now we are conquering. And my hat is off to the recovering car dealer, the leader. And uh, what an amazing job he has done. And we're all on board with him. Uh, we are going to go back to the phones, and we are going to talk with Bill from West Palm Beach. Hey, Bill. Hello. Hey, Good morning, Bill. Paul. Uh, Bill, welcome. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Can Hi, you hear Bill. us? I hear you. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, tell you about a previous uh, a Prius, and I have a couple questions on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, I, I bought this uh, Prius here a few months ago, and uh, I had to go out to uh, Holman, uh, Arizona, which is about an hour and a half south of uh, Vegas. Uh, I drove it uh, the first time I ever drove one of those cars. I can't understand it. Uh, you, you pull up to a red light, and the thing shuts off, and I thought it's, uh, I'm stranded, and you put it step on the gas, and it goes. And then the motor starts up. Uh, but anyhow, after uh, 3,000 miles, I'm kind of on to it. And I don't understand why uh, there isn't a line for people to buy these uh, Priuses. Uh, I just turned 100,000 miles with it. And uh, I, I drove, I filled it up in Houston coming home. And I drove all the way to uh, Pensacola, Florida before I needed gas again. I get 54 miles to the ground. It's a 2011, uh, and I don't understand what's the problem with uh, uh, you don't plug anything and you just buy your gas wherever you want, mm -hmm. and it gets like 500 some miles to the tank. That's great, yeah. Uh, so, is there some problem that I'm going to run into? Uh, no, uh, they tell you, me the you, you locked out, oh, Billy. <laughs> the yeah, other foot is not going to fall. I can't. I, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, how many miles could I sleep on this thing? Well, you know, you you just found out about the uh, the the best thing that happened to the automobile industry in a long time. The hybrid uh, came along first with the Prius uh, back in. I always ask uh, Rick to give me the two thousand one in the U.S. ninety seven in Japan. Yeah, so so you're talking about twenty twenty two twenty four years ago, and everybody laughed at it. I can remember the president of General Motors at the time uh, ridiculing the hybrid and the Prius, and everybody laughed at it, and. Uh, they were the only ones uh, building the uh, hybrid was uh, was Toyota, and uh, they had the last lap. Uh, you you bought the best car Toyota ever built, and uh, a lot of copiers out there. And you 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 heard I, you've heard of early and tender. Bill, you're a late and tender. You got in on the Prius real late. It's almost ready to be replaced by all electric. So, uh, but you'll you'll love your Prius for as long as you own it. If it makes you feel better, there is a line yeah. to get them now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's a line to get oh, everything yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, so, is it unheard of to get uh, you know two hundred or three hundred thousand miles on it? 
No. No, Rick, Rick has uh, babied and loved on thousands of previous Priuses. <laughs> I've, I've seen Priuses with over 300,000. It's still going strong. Yep. I'm glad you love it. Glad you love it, Bill. Yeah, I, I just can't believe it. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, and now I put the cruise on like 768 miles an hour, and uh, some people pass me two and three times, but that's okay because they stop for gas and I keep going. That's right. <laughs> but I cannot believe the mileage that I get out of this thing. And when I get 15 to the gas, it'll come up 502 miles, 510 miles. And I'm thinking, I can't believe it. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm thinking, what's going to happen to this? Uh, I turned 100. I mean, do I put another 23,000 and motor falls out or what? But, Bill, I, uh, Bill, I've asked you to do a testimonial commercial for us, but you're too late. <laughs> yeah, the secret's already no. out. You bought the best car you could have possibly bought, and you you love it, but uh, it's, not, it's not a secret. Everybody knew about that except you, Bill. And I say that with love. I say that with love. Well, thank you, uh, thank you very much. I just, yeah, I'm, 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 I believe it. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, good for you. Thanks a lot. Drive, right. drive carefully. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Bill. We hope to hear from you again. Uh, are we going to go to the Mystery Shopping Report? Yeah, we can it's do that. It's just yeah. about 9.33. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to mention uh, joinyaa.com. Um, if, you, if you didn't uh, hear the uh, interview with Zach, uh, you need to uh, watch the show again, and uh, you can do just that. Yes, sir. I missed a text from Bob. It's for Rick. I think we should get to it before we get to the mystery oh, shop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Bob says he has a 2022 Mazda CX-30. One day after getting a complimentary oil change at the dealership, uh, they start. we started getting a message that says, low voltage risk, 12-volt battery, start engine. The car has been running fine. Do you think that something happened during the oil change? Uh, unlikely, but I would have the battery tested very quickly. Okay. So bring it back to the dealership yep. or bring it over to... Uh, go go to the dealership is the best way because uh, going to the local parts stores, they're they're in the business of selling you a battery and that new of a vehicle should still obviously be under warranty. Yeah. I would go right back to the dealership and say, hey, I've been getting this message. What's going on? All right. Well, I, I would add to that tip there. Even when you go to the dealership, they're also in the business of selling you batteries. So be careful and be sure you get a load check and be sure you check the warranty on the battery. I mean, uh, all batteries have different warranties and batteries are different ages. And, and uh, as Rick said, the dealers and the independents are in the business of selling you batteries. Uh, so you want to be informed before you make that decision. Right, but if, if the vehicle's still under your three-year, three 36,000 basic warranty that most new cars have right now, oh, yeah. You, yeah. it should be taken care of for so free. So you're talking about the car warranty and there's also right. the battery warranty. Right. Yeah. We got two warnings. Yeah, he's, it sounds like he's still under his complimentary yeah. maintenance period. So yeah. It's, it's yeah. a new car. All right. That's it. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we uh, have our mystery shopping report. And uh, Agent Lightning mystery shopped Schumacher GMC Buick. And it's a great report, again, from her. She works hard at this. And uh, I just want to mention her. And, of course, Stu with his elegant writing and all his hard work as the Spymaster General. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, Mr. Shop, Schumacher GMC Buick. This week we're back in familiar territory 
for our mystery shop, Schumacher, GMC Buick in West Palm Beach, Florida. We're in North Palm Beach. We're here in South Florida, the Sodom and Gomorrah of auto dealers. <laughs> we, walked, uh, we talked a lot about the endangered family-owned dealership last week when we mystery shop Roundtree Moore Ford, and the Schumacher Auto Group is another excellent example of one. Dying breed, uh, family-owned opera. This used to be the uh, typical. I mean, uh, there was no business that was more typical of family businesses than car dealers at one time, and uh, the landscape has changed quite a bit. Uh, Schumacher's uh, slogan is, come join the family. We we get a laugh out of that. It's kind of slightly creepy. Yeah, we're not sure. Slightly. <laughs> we're not sure where the family is. I think We know where Chuck Schumacher is. He's in Montana. It is ranch. Is that a threat? No, I'm, only, I'm only kidding. Uh, uh, Chuck, if you're listening, I'm only kidding. Sounds like a threat. Uh, right. The Schumachers have been around since the early 1970s when Dick Schumacher opened the Buick store on Okeechobee Boulevard. His son Chuck runs the show now and has expanded the number of franchises in the group to include Infinity, Subaru, Volkswagen, Volvo, Chevrolet, and of course, GMC Bruca. Now, uh, I have to go back in history, being an old guy, we do this, we wax philosophical. Uh, Cochrane Buick was the dealership before uh, Dick Schumacher came down from Chicago and bought out Cochrane Buick. And Cochrane Buick, which is a sleepy little dealer, and Ed Cochrane, he was friends with my, my dad, and my dad was Earl. Well, everybody, all the males are Earl in my family. Back then, <laughs> everybody was Earl and Dick. <laughs> uh, How you and, doing, Earl? And then, nice and you, then I, last week, I went to my high school reunion. Uh, there's not enough of us left for a reunion, so we, we had to combine three classes, uh, 1956, 57, 58. And the class of 58 was Liz Cochran. Liz, uh, was a, she was a real hottie. And she was up. I shouldn't have said that. That's some, you're, you're I said that back when I was 1958. Yes. That was 18 year old Earl. And, and just she came dated, out. this is history, she dated George Hamilton. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she was, was really cute. And he went to your high school too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Burt Reynolds, George Hamilton. So enough, the of the, uh, enough of the waxing. Okay. Chuck Schumacher actually bought my Pontiac franchise. Uh, Stupid dealership, Close not actually the dealership. Yeah, he, just bought the he bought the franchise from me in 1999, and he operated it under General Motors until General Motors eliminated the brand about a decade later. I got a, I got a little bit of a laugh out of that every time. Stu and I would be out to lunch, and Chuck would come in, and right. and he would say, yeah, "You really got me on that right. Pontiac, didn't you?" And he'd laugh <laughs> like about you it. knew, yeah, like you knew it was like I knew. Well, I did know. Well, you I, mean, knew, you, I, I suspected. Wait, yeah, you knew it was weak. <laughs> JD Powers predicted the Pontiac was going to be elimin eliminated, and the JD Powers spokesman at my twenty group meeting uh, said, "You Pontiac dealers, uh, plans are General Motors to eliminate Pontiac." So I knew about it long before it happened. You did know. We shopped Schumacher uh, uh, dealerships dozens of times over the year. And for the most part, they do pretty well. We have some issues with them during our Takata campaigns, but as far as car sales go, uh, they're relatively tame. Now, we, we got them on one of the things, too. I made a note on, my, on your notes, on your uh, shop report. Uh, remember they were adding extra fees to the Costco price, and yes. we turned them into Costco. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they, had, uh, they, did, they said they took their dealer fee off, but they didn't take their 
tag agency fee right. and your electronic filing right. fee off. They, so, they try to go on like yeah. the, the semantics. Yeah. Uh, no, we got rid of the dealer fee. Yeah, we got them. So we, if, uh, Chuck, if you're listening, we ratted on you yeah. to Costco, and that's what we do. And when we're we, back to do We rat again. on dealers. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. <laughs> we're rats. We're rats, right. It will be very interesting to see how Schumacher dealership is handling the bizarre market conditions we've been living through for the last year. Not all family dealerships invest a lot of in their reputations, but Chuck Schumacher certainly does. I'll say this, his, his commercials have got class. Uh, Stu says they're a little creepy, but yeah, that's-, that's I'm that's from a different generation. Taste, but <laughs> I mean, they're a lot better than the ones where they scream at you and wave at you and jump up and down and, 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 and say they're gonna uh, you pay uh, $10,000 more for your trade than it's worth. And, Schumacher commercials, Chuck Schumacher. In fact, he does uh, his own commercial. Mm -hmm. At least he has a snippet in his commercials. That's Chuck Schumacher. And he, yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to some of the other dealers that do their commercials. And you could say, I left myself wide open there, but I'll go ahead. <laughs> Anonymousfeedback.com. Hey, look at our billboard. Anonymousfeedback.com. <laughs> Tell me how stupid I look on my commercial. Oh, but, come on. That's fine. Okay, Agent Lightning set out to answer that question for us about family dealerships. Are they better than the biggies like AutoNation, Penske, Sonic, and the rest of them? I walked around a lot, I'm speaking the first person if I were Agent Lightning, I walked around a lot, the lot, for a little while, waiting to be noticed, then headed inside. I continued exploring, hoping a salesperson would approach. Now, as a car dealer, I have an observation that drives too crazy, uh, and, but as a car dealer, I, I hate it when customers come onto the lot and they aren't immediately acknowledged. I don't want to be rushed, no. jumped on, thrown on the ground, and hogtied. I don't like aggressive salespeople, but I think a it's A smile rude. and a good morning. I think it's rude to smile. I'm rude and not to smile <laughs> and say good morning Sorry. and acknowledge. And what we have now is the seller's market. And they don't have any cars in their dealership, they have very few, and they know they're gonna sell them all. And you walk on the lot, there's a tendency to say, well, you know, I don't care whether they come in or not, because I'm gonna sell that car we got uh, to somebody in five minutes if they don't do it. So I think there's a lot of that lackadaisical attitude now on a lot of car dealerships. Anyway, I continued exploring, hoping salesperson would approach. Finally, a guy walked up, asked if I'd been helped. I said I hadn't. Uh, and he asked what vehicle I was looking for. I told him I wasn't quite sure, and I was hoping someone could help me decide. I told him I was interested in a hybrid. For a few minutes, uh, the guy went over the pros and cons of hybrids and electric vehicles, but then another guy came over and introduced himself as a sales associate. His name was Alfred. The first guy walked away. Alfred told me the first guy was Dean, the sales manager. I told Alfred I was looking for an SUV with great gas mileage, which is why I was considering a hybrid. I told him I liked the Toyota RAV4 hybrid, but was curious to see what other brands had to offer. Alfred suggested the GMC Terrain. He said it was in a one and a half liter turbo, gets 30 miles per gallon, the RAV4 gets 41 miles per gallon. He said they just got one in and we could head out to the back lot to see it. Alfred got the keys, led me to a big Acadia SUV. Is that Acadia? Is that Acadia, like the mountain range. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we hopped in, and the, and he drove us to the back lot to find the terrain. He apologized for the condition of the vehicle. It was still wrapped up in plastic, 
and explain that it's literally just come off the truck. A lot of that now, because cars are going as quick as they get off the truck. There was no Monroney label. We've seen a lot of this uh, recently. There was no Monroney label on the vehicle. It apparently shipped without it. In its place was the most unusual sticker I'd ever seen. I, uh, I echo that, as H. Lightning said and Stu said. It was clearly from the factory, and I, I haven't seen this before. I mean, I... You saw I the sticker, right? It's, it looks like it from GMC. It's I, I, I can't believe it's legal to do this. I mean, it's a violation in and of, a, in and of itself. And it says, this label is affixed for shipping purposes only because complete vehicle pricing information was not available at time of shipment. This vehicle is not for sale, nor should it be displayed until a manufacturer's price label with complete retail price information is affixed. Well... Uh, well, it's clearly. they're kind of displaying it, yeah. and they, displaying and they, it in the back. And they know it's not going to be done, and uh, who cares? All right. uh, <laughs> we have other things to fight. Yeah. You're not going to take on General Motors. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred and the Moroni label, Alfred said the Moroni label would be shipped to them in the next day or two and offered to print a replica of the Moroni label out. Well, if you can print the replica out, why do you wait for them to ship it? I don't know. I don't care. Alfred lift, uh, helped me figure out the unusual gear shifting setup of the terrain and describe the other specifications. I don't know what that is, unusual gear shifting. Oh, I didn't go, I, I figured it would be too much detail for the yeah. report, but basically it's like some kind of push button thing in the center console that was oh. uh, not a typical gear shifting thing. No wonder they're not marking it up like the other cars. <laughs> Nobody people, wants the weird people, gear shifter. Yeah, people don't want it. I don't blame you. You don't change stuff like that. I just, you know. Uh, we talked about the ship shortage, uh, chip shortage and inventory crisis and now GMC is shipping cars without all the features working heated seats for example he said um, the only way you can know if, um, if you have the features like if you, heated seats if you push the button if the light goes on yeah. the seats will heat up if the light doesn't come on you don't have heated seats yeah. <laughs> my Tesla has heated seats and cool seats I'm still not sure what turns them on and off. It's just when my fanny gets warm, it has I know a, it's on what, it, it, and then when it gets cold it has I a probe it. in and your I, fanny that yeah, detects your temperature <laughs> I told Alfred uh, I'd like to see the numbers on the train, so he led me back to the Cadia, and then we drove back to the showroom. We walked inside and I asked him if they were adding markups to their prices. Alfred said they were not marking up the terrain. Now, that would worry me. <laughs> I mean, <you> know, <laughs> the only car we're not marking is, is this sucker. We can't, we can't, sell, we can't sell them. So we're not <laughs> well, you know them. what? Well, we'll get, when you get to the numbers, yeah, I think yeah. There, that might be I the know, case. Well, yeah. well there's, okay, there's a rebate. Yeah. Could be, could be deception. Uh, but they were marking other models up $5,000 over MSRP. And by that, we're probably talking addendum, uh, marking it that way, because we know there are other ways to mark up cars. Uh, he was able to print a copy of the Monroney label from their website. The VIN matched, and the MSRP was 35375 35375 then he left for a few minutes to get the pricing for me. He came back with a buyer's order. The price was MSRP thirty-five three seventy-five. They added thirty-nine dollars. <laughs> you know why mention it? Thirty-nine dollars for a private tag agency fee, and then you know, he can mention this three seventy-nine for electronic registration filing fee. That's a hidden fee. That's a junk fee. That's deception. And nine ninety-five dealer prep. Uh, junk fee. They didn't call it junk fee, but right. Stu wrote it in. <laughs> so, and uh, $750 rebate. Now, it's funny because my interview 
uh, from uh, the reporter from WPLG Channel 10, Weinser, uh, uh, Jeff Weinsar. Um He couldn't understand dealer fee and electronic filing fee and junk fee. I, I tried to, you know, it's hard for anyone to fully understand the yes, whole say, yes, thing. Say, electronic, they made that up. They made it up, out, yeah. Out of whole cloth, just, yeah. just, just made up the electronic filing. Well, yeah. they were paying that. They yeah. came up with an expense and turned it into a fee. Exactly. And that's exactly what a lot of people can understand, and I won't wax on about that. I told Alfred I could see the numbers on the train, so he led me back uh, to the Acadia, and we drove back to the Silver Line. Okay. Oh, yeah, 5,000. I already read that. So we're... we're um, all the other models are marked oh, up. Out the door. Yeah. He, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, out the door. Okay, thank you. I got way back up. Out the door was 39,169. Well, here we go. You had everything and compared it to 35,375, which was MSRP. So they're, they're marking it up to 39,169. Well, that includes tax and tag, too. Yeah, and that had tax tax. Anyway, so they didn't mark it up 5,000. They marked it up a couple thousand. And, uh, and then uh, there you are. So... I was over MSRP with junk fees, but Alfred wasn't kidding. There was no market adjustment, so that's good. Uh, he handed me the buyer's order. I thanked him. I told him my time here was so much better than what I... Nancy's hitting my elbow. Radio. Radio? We're on the radio. Oh, we're on the radio, yeah. Okay. Uh, I said I'd be in touch the next day or so and left. So uh, that's about it. And now we have a, and now we have a uh, chance to vote. We have a family dealership. Thank you. That we uh, that we are comparing with large, high pressure, publicly owned, uh, normal dealerships, and multiple change. And we see is there a is there a calming down of the aggressiveness and the deceptiveness in a family dealership? We will see. Schumacher Buick uh, is. Uh, a family dealership. Well, I, I think uh, um, Agent Lightning picked the wrong car because maybe if she had picked another one, I'm blaming her, I'm kidding, but um, she would have seen the market adjustment. So the salesperson is saying that they do practice this, um, the markup, um, but it just lucked out in the car, which, by the way, had a $750 rebate. I have not seen you know rebates, cash rebates on any new vehicles. I'm yeah. Yeah. It's, Can most we check vehicles, it out? I'll check it out, yeah. um, but... Um, they gave it to her, but you know it's. Uh, we've had rebates. We've had rebates at earlier shopping reports, but Stu's absolutely right, and we've talked about this on the show before, and that is the fact that manufacturers don't always announce their price increases. Uh, there was one announced, and everybody was saying, "Well, it's not very big." It was like a half a percent or one percent, and what that meant was they raised the MSRPs by half a percent or one percent. But that's not the way the manufacturer really raises prices. They raise prices by eliminating cash back to the dealers and cash back to the customers. Discounts are huge normally when the time of availability and high supply, low demand, you got rebates and incentives coming out of your ears. Mm -hmm. And when they knock out those rebates and incentives, that's a huge price increase, but the media doesn't know about that. They don't announce it on the news. So, uh, trust me, folks, the manufacturers have increased their prices considerably to the dealers, and you know the dealers have increased their prices even more than considerably to you. So you're paying 
lots of money for new cars today. Just checked it out, GMC. It is a uh, 750 customer cash back uh, yeah. legit offer. So yeah. they're having a hard time selling this car. The terrain, you know, the terrain <laughs> is a is a dog, yeah. as we say. So, uh, and Sue alluded to the fact that this transmission is difficult to understand. That's one way to turn off a buyer. Yeah, I don't think that we've ever experienced Agent Lightning having to learn how to drive the car before uh, she drove it. And, then, and there was <laughs> no. a comparison between the gas mileage of that hybrid compared well, to... Well, it wasn't a hybrid. That was the other thing. Oh, so it wasn't a hybrid. Alfred, I thought it was a hybrid. I don't know if they had a hybrid available in yeah. stock. Uh, so he, he walked her to the probably the best um, fuel economy car he had in stock, which was the train, yeah. and did his best-selling job. Um, the grades are coming in. I've got Bs coming in. That seems to be the consensus. Um, I'm not going to be that generous because um, they are still doing the markup thing and, and they had the fees. I, I'm, I'm just going to give them a C because I think they are uh, about average. And I've got Negan 1 with a D for bogus dealer fees. Uh, Tim Gilliland, not the worst, but too many fake fees. D. Tom, D. Fake electronic filing fee is outrageous. Compare West Haney GMC Chevy. No dealer fees or addendums. Brian Sedlako, I'll give him a C. Give me five bucks. D for the junk fees. Mark Ryan with a D. And myself, I'm, I'm going to agree with Stu, on a, but I'll give it a C minus. They, they uh, you know. Rub you the wrong way. Yeah, it's just. Well, I don't, I if, they, if they're trying to be so, bad taste. so yeah. cultured, yeah. they should have at least got rid they of those fees. Class it up. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to join the family. I want yeah. a, right, we a, can, a nice family. A little nicer than that. I don't want to be a the nice redheaded family. stepchild of the family. No, I don't either. Nancy? I'm going to give them a, a D, and uh, I'm not interested in joining the family. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, negotiate, negotiate. How important it's uh, a minefield out there. And well, yeah, Kirk in West by God, Virginia, with a C. Open and note, relatively transparent. But junk fees and no attached Monroni label. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Monroni label is probably the least of the problems, but uh, I certainly agree. I, I'm going to go with a, uh, I'm going to go with a C minus. That's a, the lowest score we've ever given Schumacher, and I'm not sure why either. I'm kind of like Rick. I just you're disappointed. Yeah. 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 yeah I think we had higher expectations for uh, for Schumacher. Yeah. I, I honestly thought. I mean, I, I predicted no markup, but I didn't think that was going to be. Um, all the other stuff. There are very few dealers that are not marking it up somewhat. And uh, our advice to you buyers out there is if you can find MSRP and even just a, a few hundred dollars over MSRP, you got yourself a pretty good buy. Absolutely. Uh, we got about five minutes left. Uh, you know, I have to say that uh, building a brand takes a, a long time, a lifetime. And at this point, uh, do you really you know want to you know do anything to change that brand and uh, come join the family how many of you saw the commercial uh, forever and ever and ever and felt warm and fuzzy well today I don't feel so warm and fuzzy so come join the family eh maybe eh. another family <laughs> it's, a, it's a rarity to have any business that goes in it for the long run and uh there are a few businesses that do. But think about it. We're all living a 30-day cycle, sometimes a weekly cycle, maybe a quarterly cycle. But uh, CEOs and, and high supervisory positions, executives and businesses live 
on a very periodic thing. It, it is what did you do for me last week? What did you do for me last year? And it takes a lot of foresight and a very few companies see way in the future. Uh, I, I, I hate to, to uh, advocate Toyota as a company because I am a Toyota dealer, but I do advocate Toyota to look into the future. They've always looked ahead 20, 30 years, and they came out with the Prius back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, and uh, they foresaw the future there when everybody laughed at them. And they lost money on every Prius they sold. And they saw the future, and they see the future too. So this is what we're not seeing in a lot of companies today. Because people do have a memory, and they will come back and remember. Okay. All right. Absolutely. All you know, um, I, I want to thank uh, uh, Ray and Zach uh, Shiska uh, again uh, for calling the Shiska. show. Shiska. And um, if you haven't joined... Uh, go to joinyaa.com, yeah. and that stands for Your Advocate Alliance. And uh, we had a great conversation. You can go back and watch the show. It's hard and for me pick to remember that. Your Advocate Alliance. I'm going to talk to Ray and Zach about maybe changing that name. What if we just called it Yah? Yeah, well, YAA, but Your Advocate. Maybe get auto or car in there somehow. Your Advocate Alliance. Your Auto Advocate Alliance. Yeah. Give them a call. Here I'm already trying to tell them how to run their business. Yaw.com. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you. We want to thank you all for joining us this morning. And it's been fun and educational from all of you. You teach us something every week. We'll be right back here next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend.